Hello, friends. Welcome back to another Solid Ground podcast. As you saw in our last episode, we spoke about how many people believe in God, but they do not believe in religion. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, today there's a big discussion on religion, you know, why there's so many religions. And today people share the sentiment that they believe in God, but not religion. And we want to share with our viewers, those, you, those of you who are watching, a few clips of some prominent artists, mm -hmm. rappers, influencers who have done interviews and have shared their perspective on that they believe in God, right, friends? They believe in God, but they don't believe in the organized religion. How did you go from Houston, Third War, yeah. to evolving into the man you are today? Yeah, I, I moved around quite a bit too, so I done lived in Dallas, I done lived in Cal Southern California. My grandma st stays in Southern California, so I stayed, you know, you get migrated. Single parent home, you, sure. you migrating. That's right. My mama grew up in the church, the, the, the typical black church, that was very legalistic and mm. don't wear no pants, no lipstick. So she did right. not want me a part of organized religion. And even to this day, I don't really subscribe to organized religion. That's a whole nother conversation. I don't either. Well, now we can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, We can talk about that. I'm a firm believer. God is real, religion is fake. So Do you I believe that religion is legalistic? Religion. And so we want to continue this conversation and answer this age old question. If there is only one true God, then why are there so many religions in the world? How do I know which one is right? Is there one that is right? Uh -huh. We want to answer this question today, talk about it from our experience, um, share um, people's popular thoughts on this question, and also identify from the Word of God who God's true church is today, who his true religion, if you want to use that term, is right. today. So let's get right into it. Um, how many religions are there worldwide? I mean, there are, there are many. Right. So how many are there? There's, there's actually a lot. According to research, there are approximately 4,200 plus religions in the world today. And actually, there was a 2015 study done um, by the Pew Research, and they showed that Christianity remains the largest, mm -hmm. which is the largest religious group with 31%. And then you have Muslims with 24%, unaffiliated at 16%, Hindus at 15 Buddhists at 6%, and other folk religions. Right. So we can see just based on research done that there's a lot of religions out in the world today, but um, Christianity seems to be taking the lead. That's right. And, mm. you know, even if you want to break it down further, within Christianity, there are so many different sects. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, within yeah. Islam and other of those religions, there's so many. So, I mean, mm -hmm. there's a plethora. And some people looking at this are like, man, how can there be a true one? And how do I find it? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, it's something that people really are struggling to find an answer to. Right. But let's get right to the root of it. Um, all of these various religions, they have different forms of worship, mm -hmm. different styles, and some of them even yeah. have different gods. Right. So where did all of these different forms of worship come from? Well, that's a very good question. And you actually have to go right back to the beginning of time, even before the world was even created, mm -hmm. to find out the answer. You know, to know the answers today, you have to go back in history. So mm -hmm. let's go right back all the way to heaven. All right. Right, with um, Christ and even Lucifer. Mm -hmm. Right. We know that from the Bible lets us know that Lucifer was created perfect. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and Lucifer was, as it were, exalted in heaven. Um, even one of God's right hand angels, mm -hmm. right, to communicate messages of love, hope, and peace to the other angels. All right, mm -hmm. we, we understand that. But the Bible lets us know that iniquity, even sin, was found in Satan, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And as a result, Satan wanted to usurp the place of Christ, friends. Mm -hmm. We have to understand that. Satan wanted to, as it were, start his own religion, mm. right? And when the Bible lets us know that Satan wanted worship for himself. Mm -hmm. That was only to to only that was that was only supposed to be given to God. Notice what it says here in Ezekiel chapter twenty-eight. It says Ezekiel chapter twenty-eight, 
verse 14 and 15. I want to read in your hearing, friends. It says this, Thou art the anointed cherub. It's speaking of Lucifer now. That covereth, and I have set thee so. So God put Satan in this place, mm -hmm. right? Anointed him. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Notice what it says in verse 15. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created. So God created Satan, mm -hmm. Lucifer, who then became Satan, perfect. Notice, notice the next few words, till iniquity was found in thee. And iniquity is against sin, right? Mm -hmm. So Satan was anointed, created by God, imperfect in all his ways, until sin, iniquity, pride, sin, selfishness, found its way in Satan, into Satan's heart. And as a result, Satan now started to foster this jealousy toward Christ, mm -hmm. wanting his position, mm -hmm. wanting worship that was only to, only to, to be given unto God, even to Christ. And as a result, Satan now started to... Um, plant seeds of doubt in the, in, the, in the hearts of the other angels, mm -hmm. right? And the Bible lets us know by and by that he drew one-third of the angels with him when he was kicked out of heaven, mm -hmm. right? That's mm -hmm. clear. And Satan has now come down to this earth with the same spirit yeah. that he's now breathing upon God's people. Mm -hmm. And the very first place Satan came, well, of course, he came to our first parents, mm -hmm. right? Adam and Eve. That's, that's right. exactly it. That's I mean, right. and, and that's a good point that you brought up because when we look at um, when the earth was formed, God had Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. And in that garden, um, he had trees. And there was specifically this one tree that God said not to eat from mm -hmm. because you'll, you'll, you'll know between good and evil. And basically, he, he said it was forbidden. Do not touch it. Mm -hmm. But what does Satan go and do? He goes and tells Eve, hey, you know, you should probably eat a fruit of this tree because, mm -hmm. you know, God doesn't want you to know that um, you can become a God if mm -hmm. you eat from this tree. Right. And then there we see another thought process being pushed upon God's people. Mm -hmm. So you see that then from from there, Eve takes his advice and she does what he says. And then she eventually starts to, she opens her eyes mm -hmm. and then they notice things about themselves that, you know, God was just like, hey, I told you not to do this. Mm -hmm. right? right. And um, from then, you know, there's sin in the world because then from that very moment, you started to notice how um, things started to die. Things started to wither away. Mm -hmm. And basically what I want to get at is once Adam and Eve were kicked out of Eden, they were then they moved on, had their own life, had children and whatnot. And then they had Cain and Abel. So then you realize from Cain and Abel that there was still another thing of worship going on. So God says, bring me a sacrifice. You have Cain bringing his own sacrifice of fruit, but mm -hmm. Abel does what God says. God mm -hmm. brings him a lamb offering, mm -hmm. right? And in Cain seeing that Abel's offering was acceptable in God's sight and not his, that fostered jealousy, that fostered pride. So mm -hmm. therefore he killed his own brother. Right. And therefore you see another push of wanting to do their own thing against God's word, even though they've been the closest to God than, than, um, than in times today, mm -hmm. you know? So not saying that we can't talk to God, not saying that we're not close to God, but I mean, you're thinking they're closer to the time of perfection than we are now. Right. We're like, how many um, thousands, thousands of, of years, years. Yeah, yeah. in the game, right? So, um, but yeah, basically that. So we can see that even from, from Lucifer, like you said, all the way to Eve, then to Cain, we see that that progression just continues to con push mm -hmm. and you're seeing different styles of worship being pushed today. That's yeah. right. So yeah. God, he had his true system of worship, mm -hmm. but Lucifer deviated. He wanted exactly. his own, he felt like his was better and he could do, um, he could, he could do have, his own thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, Rebellion. And so, from there, as we see, you know, even Cain's descendants, mm -hmm. they didn't follow God. They didn't follow mm -hmm. his true system of worship. And right. so you see many people trying to 
do their own thing in order to save themselves or as satan said to to eve in order to be gods yeah. right. um and you have people and and civilizations in history and even down to today who worship multiple gods look right. at egypt right oh, right yeah. i mean egypt in egypt they had a plethora of gods yeah. mm -hmm. some people still honor them in different ways today yeah um you have even the greeks and the yeah, romans, romans right uh, greek mythology i right. mean that's still prevalent in our society today yeah, with yeah. comics and so on oh yeah that yeah. those are f as it were forms of worship right you know oh, yeah. people believe in those things the yeah. roman gods yeah. um, so many societies but again where did it stem from satan wanting to deviate from god's form of true worship mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and essentially you know it goes back to us wanting to do our own thing those um, traits of character that he manifested pride jealousy mm -hmm. selfishness even rebellion mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, rebellion. all of these things right so i'm going to ask the question you know we we just saw you know from the bible where these forms of worship came from mm -hmm. and thus you have various religions right but what is it that draws people to these religions mm. i mean they're different things yeah uh different things draw people like there's there's like let's say for instance if i like cats you may not like cats let's say if i like dogs but you might not like dogs mm -hmm. like dogs everybody has something that they're looking for that they admire in a religion so for that reason people tend to take their own personality traits and look into these different religions and try to find which one suits them best mm -hmm. so some people um also like the fact that uh people also consider the different days of worship too you have some people that worship on saturday mm -hmm. you have some people that worship on sunday you have some people that just worship every single day in the week and say that every single day is their sabbath right mm -hmm. so there's different things that draw people to to different religions like right. convenience like right. okay if this is convenient for me this kind of fits my lifestyle my culture then i might worship this way right um another thing is um people go ahead yeah go uh, ahead. yeah yeah i was gonna say another thing is you know when people are are born their parents may follow a certain religion mm -hmm. and therefore they're just going to adopt follow the tradition mm -hmm. what their parents do you know yeah. some people join different denominations religions um based on the fact that certain religions don't have higher standards mm -hmm. um than the rest you exactly. know okay well i don't ha i you know i get to do this in this church i get to do that i get to worship this way i mm -hmm. get to live the way i want yet still believe in god and live the way I, you know mm -hmm. what i mean so that attracts people as well you know, if there's two higher standards, mm -hmm. oh, I might just yeah. pass that yeah. religion, I pass that church, and I'll go to this one here. Yeah. But the standards are a little lower. Right. Mm -hmm. you and know, then so. other people, you know, they just feel like, well, I'm not going to decide on one particular religion. I think mm -hmm. there's truth in all of them. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to study them all, take pieces of all of them, and then I will be complete. I will have a whole. Right. And then, of course, you have people who they are convinced based on facts, based on uh, reason, mm -hmm. um, and evidence right. that mm -hmm. this is the one and true religion, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, you know, as we transition here, Christianity is the largest religion, as you brought out earlier. Mm -hmm. And in Christianity, there are two major divisions, according to research statistics, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's Catholicism, and then you have Protestantism. Right, and, and even in Protestantism, don't mean to cut you off, but, you know, uh, under the banner of Protestantism, the, the, the umbrella, it includes Baptists, mm -hmm. Lutherans, Presbyterians, Methodists, Pentecostal, mm -hmm. and even non-denominational. Non 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 <laughs> <laughs> right. I know, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So again, even under that, you have just a litany of other mm -hmm. um, denominations mm -hmm. under that one umbrella. So it uh, actually begs me to ask the question, where did all of these Protestant religions come from? That's true. That, that's a great question because... Some people 
um, believe Christianity is it. It came from Christ. Christ is our Savior, right? Mm -hmm. But yet within that, you have so many religions. So, right. many so let's start with Christ, you know, to really trace it down. Christ came to earth um, and he established how, once again, how we should worship God, mm -hmm. just as in the days of Adam and Eve and in heaven. Um, and he trained the apostles and the apostles went forward to train others mm -hmm. in the way of Christ, mm -hmm. right? So at that time, it's a pure religion. It's true. Um, and then you see in Acts chapter 11 and verse 26 that they were first called Christians at Antioch. Mm -hmm. That's where Christianity came from, right there, from the teaching of Christ and the apostles. Now notice, as the years went on, um, the Christians were persecuted for their faith. Mm -hmm. And uh, after a time of being persecuted, um, if you go down in history, even to the time of Constantine, the, the mm -hmm. Roman emperor, mm -hmm. uh, there was a time when he established... Uh, the Edict of Milan, Milan yeah, which yeah. ceased persecution for a time. And he sort of adopted Christianity as um, the, the state religion. Right. He made it popular. Paganism and mixed with Christianity. And that's the point. Right. It, he mixed now paganism with Christianity. Yeah, yeah. So that pure faith was then um, adulterated, mm -hmm. you could say. Right. And from there, you know, long story short, just kind of fast forwarding, um, you have the build, the rise of the Roman Catholic Church, mm -hmm. um, even the Roman Empire, yeah. um, yep. which ruled the world for 1,260 years. The Dark Ages, right? The Dark Ages, yeah. maybe the Dark Ages, the Middle Ages. And during that time, God still had um, people um, that he was giving the light of truth to. Mm. Um, because again, that system of worship was adulterated. It was paganism mixed with Christianity. It wasn't mm -hmm. the pure faith, mm -hmm. but he had um, few, a few people who he was given the light to. As the 1500s dawned, the Roman Catholic Church dominates almost every aspect of European life. Political boundaries mean little, since even kings bow down to the church. In a sense, the Pope is the ruler of the Western world. Challenging the Catholic Church, either politically or spiritually, seems unthinkable. Its main source of power was that it taught, and people really believed, that if they made a misstep, they would burn in hell forever, and if they were on the right side of things, they would have bliss forever. But the Church's leaders do not always behave in accordance with their dictates. Priests having wives are taking money for forgiving sins, uh, is an old story in the church. The interesting point is now people looked more critical at the church because they were now more concerned with their own piety and also the question of the afterlife. It was believed that while none of us could pile up enough good works to be saved, the saints had done a superabundance of them. And they developed a kind of a treasury of merits and graces that could be drawn upon. Access to that treasury is what the church sells to the people, for themselves, for friends, for loved ones who have already died, or even for sins to be committed in the future. This is a so-called letter of indulgence. People believed that it was a kind of insurance, not a life insurance, but an afterlife insurance. The idea being that once you've bought such a letter, you could safely go to heaven. And of course, the letter is printed, meaning mass production. The letter is in Latin, meaning an official church document. You have blank spaces for the name of the buyer, and also the date is filled in by hand, and the price for which it has been sold. Then you see the Protestant reformers. That's where the name Protestants exactly. come from. Right. And who were some of those? 
You have yeah. Martin Luther, mm -hmm. one of the very first, if not the first, then one of the very first. Of course, mm -hmm. we know Protestant. The most well-known. Well well -known. John right. Wycliffe yeah. was one of the first. Yeah, John right? Calvin. John yeah. Calvin. You know, you got yeah. Tinsley. Tyndale. Tin William Tyndale. Tin yeah, yeah Tyndale. 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 <laughs> <laughs> John Huss, Jerome. Yeah. So you yeah. have these, yeah. I'm trying to, uh, I'm not remembering his name right now, but well, there's another one I wanted to bring up. There's a, there's a, there's Zwingli. a yes. Zwingli, yes. You have Zwingli. So Zwingli. you have all these reformers, and what happened was God was giving each of them pieces of truth. Exactly. It's like running right. a race with yes. a baton. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to run the first leg, then I'm going to pass it on to you. Yeah. You carry Passing the truth on the more. Baton throughout mm -hmm. the ages. So they were doing that. Um, but what happened was many of their followers, they didn't progress as the truth of God was progressing. They mm -hmm. just stopped with the teachings of their followers. Mm -hmm. Hence, you have Lutherans today. Mm -hmm. They stopped where Luther stopped. Right. Yeah. Um, from Calvin, Presbyterian, Calvin's right? Um, and then you have mm -hmm. all those other, you know, denominations. So yeah. that's where the Protestants um, came from. But God still has a group of people today who he has given mm -hmm. uh, the complete truth to, not right. to be boastful and prideful, right. but again, to evangelize the world, mm -hmm. to bring back the system of true worship. Mm, that's true. You know, and while we're speaking on this point of, you know, so many de denominations, even among Protestants, um, the, mere f the, very f the, the mere fact that there are so many you know, still leads a person, even a skeptic, to say, well, if there's so many Protestant churches and one of them is a true one, which one is the true mm -hmm. Protestant church? How can we identify that? And, you know, it actually brings me to this, um, this clip here that I want to share mm -hmm. of this gentleman by the name of John Steingard. Actually, recently, you know, he was part of this band called Hawk Nelson, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he recently came out and said, I don't believe in God anymore. Mm -hmm. So again, amidst the, you know, the so many religions, there are still people walking away yeah. from religion, religion, walking away from God, you know, because again, they have no foundation upon which they're standing. And I want to, I actually want to play that clip um, and just get your opinions, you know, what you yeah. think about that. So let's, let's roll that clip here. While you may hear of rock musicians finding religion, it's not every day you hear about things going the other way. John Steingard, the singer and guitarist for Christian pop rock group Hawk Nelson, recently detailed in a lengthy post that despite growing up in an overtly Christian home, he no longer believes in God. In an Instagram post, Steingard revealed this was not an overnight decision as he had grappled with questions about his faith for several years. I am finding that I no longer believe in God, said the singer, adding, the process of getting to that sentence has been several years in the making. It didn't happen overnight all of a sudden. It's been more like pulling on the thread of a sweater and one day discovering there was no sweater left. Steingard discussed his struggles to understand the wickedness present in today's world and why an all-powerful God would stand by and let it happen. When told to seek answers in biblical texts, he adds, I found, however, that consulting and discussing the Bible didn't answer my questions. It only amplified them. The singer adds that he is open to the idea that God is there, though not in the same fashion he was raised to believe. Hmm. Right. So, I mean, mm. you, you can see it's very sad, right? Again, yeah. this, this, this is recent that yeah. this happened, right? And again, this gentleman here, part of a Christian band, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So you think that, hey, they're living for God and, and doing God's will, but he just said, hey, I'm... I no, I no longer believe in God. Mm. That means I'm either borderline atheist, mm -hmm. or you know, there's some, there's or some, a deist or a believes, deist mm -hmm. that believes that there is a God, but just not that He's in, right. interested in our physical. That's what that's what he, that's what he said, right? I I still believe that there's something out there, mm -hmm. but not as I used to believe growing up. That exactly. God is a personal God. Right. That right. He's interested in my, you in know, well-being. Right. You know, so I mean, it's 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 sad, and it shows the condition yeah. of churches today mm -hmm. you know what i mean that there is this uh 
this emotionalism to it, this mm -hmm. high, mm -hmm. but there's no practical godliness to yeah, it. Yeah, that's it's true. And you know, he actually took to his Instagram. He posted this information on mm -hmm. his Instagram. Yeah. And Daily Wire actually posted it on an article here. Let me just read the first paragraph for you. It says, I remember being uncomfortable with certain things, he said in his youth. Praying in public always felt like some kind of weird performance art. Emotional cries such as, Holy Spirit, come fill this place, always felt clunky and awkward leaving my lips. Huh. A youth conference I attended encouraged every team to sign a pledge that they would date Jesus for a year. Hmm. It felt manipulative and unsettling to me. I didn't sign it. I mean, that's a that's that's a lot right there. That it is. Just, it really goes to show just the the mindset that you can be in a religion, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, but not, in not wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah, almost like you're you're um, professing godliness, um, but denying the power thereof. Mm -hmm. So it's like you know you're knowing these certain things you're you're making this claim to want to date jesus for a year let's whatever say. that means I whatever know. that means i'm guessing i'm guessing <laughs> like to be wholeheartedly to, to surrender to jesus have yeah a exactly why for a to year basically though work on your relationship <laughs> because oh, you know how they say if you spend um like let's say 21 days working on a habit that will mm. become a Exactly. Right, eventually right. become a habit. So I guess that's their way of trying to get the youth to grow to love Christ even more. But mm -hmm. even to say that um, I didn't sign it, I didn't want to, like it felt manipulative. So mm -hmm. that goes to show like a lack of a personal relationship with Christ himself, right. because it shouldn't feel manipulative. Because if anything, that's like an encouragement for youth because people need different things to pull them to help to encourage them. So mm -hmm. if, if anything, I see that as an, an interesting <laughs> form of encouragement for the youth to try to build a relationship with Christ. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he just he wasn't comfortable with with it at all. Yeah, it, it, it's sad anytime I hear stories like this because a lot of people are questioning, mm -hmm. even though you're in a religion or you're in Christianity, you know, people have questions um, that they want to be answered, but yet exactly. they can't find sufficient answers. And I think the church on a whole, you know, um, Christianity I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. The church on a whole, I think needs to be better about answering questions. And it has to be from the Bible, you know, I, I, the, yeah. the ministers, That's the true. members, yeah. they, they, you know, if you profess to be um, a follower of Christ, you have to understand Christ and, and how to share that with others. And it's sad, you know, anytime I hear this. Yeah. yeah. But we want to transition and play another clip, mm -hmm. um, which is talking about atheists. Now, there, mm -hmm. there's an atheist, and he is talking to Erica Campbell. Um, many people know her as Mary Mary. And um, he's expressing to her why he doesn't believe in religion. So we want to play that clip. We do not subscribe to um, Erica Campbell and like all her views and opinions, but what he said, we want to use that for this clip to really paint the picture. Mm -hmm. Every time I look at any form of organized religion, the only thing I see is division. Mm -hmm. More wars have been fought over religion than mm -hmm. anything else. Yes. Whereas when I look at a world with no religion, mm -hmm. you suddenly, everyone has to own up to just what they are and who they are. They yeah. can no longer hide behind and say, well, I, I won't bake a cake for these gay couple because my religion says that I don't have to. Mm -hmm. you, you can't hide behind that. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be conflict in religion because religion is man-made. Now, that clip right there, um, I think that he was being very genuine in, mm -hmm. in his response, you know, looking at religion and seeing the division um, that happens. And it's true, you mm -hmm. know, as he mentioned the holy wars, I guess let's start right there. Um, well, he didn't say holy wars, but there have been holy wars in the past the, during the Dark Ages, you know, the Inquisition, where mm -hmm. um, there 
was a forceful sort of, hey, I'm going to conquer you and force you to convert to my religion. Mm -hmm. And so many people look at those instances in history and they think, well, religion is division. Religion is force. Religion is restrictions. Mm -hmm. And they put a blanket on it. Um, you know, even radical Islam. Right, um, right. Not, not all of Islam, but there's ra radical groups of Islam who yeah, they, have... Yeah, they're all painted that as war. radical, right? Exactly. You know, and you even look at many religious groups today there's so many religions mm -hmm. you have this idea of truth you have this idea when you get whenever you guys talk it's a fight you mm -hmm. get angry mm -hmm. and but yeah you're supposed to follow christ you know so people are seeing these inconsistencies and and it's it's sad that these things cause them to not want to be a part of religion because that's the only thing they see they don't mm -hmm. see the good side of it mm -hmm. and they cast the baby out with the bathwater. And, and and the thing about it is that you know um for me personally, you know, I know that naturally I cannot be a good person in my own strength. You know, we are, we are naturally inclined to do bad things. But personally, we need a, a compass, right? A moral compass. And if, again, this idea of religion has, has, you know, there's a stigma behind it, as you said before, that, you know, they paint the picture. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is what a religion looks, looks like. This is how everyone in that religion looks like based off of these f few bad apples. Mm -hmm. Yet there are still good people in every religion, right, who are still trying to do the best that they can. But according for me, to the knowledge according to the knowledge they have. But, I mean, each one of us need a moral compass. And when I hear statements like that, it's sad, yet it's true. Mm -hmm. But for me, the way I'm looking <coughs> at it is that if, if I don't have a moral compass to show me what is right from wrong, which is God, mm -hmm. who is the higher being, you know what I mean, then I'm going to be pretty much doing whatever I want, mm -hmm. when I want, you know, whatever, that's like relativism. Like, whatever feels good to you, just do it. So a world without religion, the connotation, of course, the world without this, these, these higher standards, what would it lead to? It would mm -hmm. lead to more chaos. It would lead to more bloodshed, more, you know what I mean? Um, famine, et cetera, whatever you wanna, you, you wanna, you wanna you know, paint that picture with. But I believe that each one of us need a moral compass and we are unable in our own strength and in our own mortal wisdom to create that compass. Only God mm -hmm. can do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the mm -hmm. thing about it is, you know, when it comes to religion, um, we're all sinners, just like you said. Yeah. And so we are all, those who are truly seeking, you know, are trying to um, have themselves transformed by the power of God. Mm -hmm. But even in that, when you look at Christ, for instance, he was teaching the most perfect truth. Mm -hmm. But yet in his midst, you had Judas. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, even in the, if in the midst of Christ, there was a traitor, there was someone who was a bad apple, mm -hmm. we have to expect the same thing today in our right. time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but again, Christ had the truth. And so we all as individuals need not to look at um, the few bad apples or the few bad instances, but dig deep and say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to find as truth? Yeah. And how do you want me to live? And, you know, um, there's actually a lot of people that tend to say that it's because of hypocrisy that's in the church. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, that's why they don't want to join an organized religion because mm -hmm. they say, oh, as a Christian, I do this. But then behind closed doors, they know that they actually do this thing instead. And that's sad to say that um, because, you know, once again, going back to what you guys were saying earlier, how there's always there's good people and there's bad people in every religion. Mm -hmm. There's always those people that are true to what they believe. They they comprehend why they do what they do and they do it out of respect 
or they just do what they want to do and just take on the name of that religion. So there's always those different things to consider when looking at a religion. You can't just put a whole blanket statement and um, just say that every one of these, um, uh, every individual in this religion is like this. Like every individual is different. Mm -hmm. So we can't put that onto them. Right. Yeah. I mean, in, 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 in some religions, um, again, we're talking about religion and even worship, but in some, some religions you have, um, f take for example, the, the Buddhist nuns, the Buddhist monks, rather, who completely isolate themselves from the world, mm -hmm. right? And don't really, you want to say, evangelize or, or, or try to, you know, win souls to their religion. You have the nuns, right, and the priests um, in certain religions, ca Roman Catholicism, who basically are claim holiness, claim holiness and holier than thou, yet... How many scandals and abuses mm -hmm. have we seen in the news recently about, you know, the Roman Catholic Church? So, again, people are seeing, looking from the outside in and saying, hey, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't want to subscribe to that religion. I don't want to worship in your church mm -hmm. because this is what's going on. True. Um, but, you know, the beauty about God, as I have been growing and learning in my relationship, yeah. he never leaves us without hope. Mm -hmm. And he shows us how to find a true church, yes. a true religion, um, a group of people that are following his word according to his standards. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I'm going to give the disclaimer. It doesn't mean that every single person that claims to be a part of God's true church, God's true religion is good. Again, I cite Jesus. He was perfect and holy, but he had 12 men around him. All had defects and one was a traitor. Mm. So even in God's true church, you are going to see bad apples. But mm -hmm. The question is, is the message true? That's, that's a, that's a is the message true? And yeah. if so, will you, will I follow it? Mm. So let's let's go through the word and, and see God's true church. You know, right. Someone may want to know this. Let's go to Revelation 12. This is not going to be an exhaustive study. We're just mm. going to show some points, you know, for someone who's wondering, okay, there's so many religions. So many worship styles. So many worship so styles. Many mm -hmm. I don't know who is who. Right. Mm -hmm. God has not left us. Without in the an dark answer. without an answer praise mm -hmm. god now in revelation chapter 12 and verse number one um we see here that there's brought to be a woman and mm -hmm. there's a lot of symbols here you know the book of revelation is filled with symbols mm -hmm. so what does a woman represent in in prophecy in prophecy a woman symbolizes a church right and and there are scriptures for that jeremiah 6 verse 2 and others right mm -hmm. so this is a church right here she's clothed with the sun um, in short, that son represents Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It represents righteousness. It mm -hmm. also represents the gospel, mm -hmm. right? So she's clothed with these things. The moon is under her feet. Um, that points to the sanctuary services that you see in the Old Testament, mm -hmm. which met their fulfillment in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, Jesus Christ, yes, yes. right? So this true church in the last days will have a message pointing to even the sanctuary, because mm -hmm. there's also a heavenly, all right? Mm -hmm. Let's continue. And then it says that um, she has a crown of 12 stars. Mm -hmm. How many apostles did Jesus have? 12. 12, yeah. 12 apostles, exactly. Mm -hmm. And what did they do? They went forward to evangelize exactly. and share the gospel. So they are carrying on the work of the apostles, that pure faith, as mm -hmm. we saw earlier, mm -hmm. right? So then now, fast forward, Revelation 12 and verse 17. This is in Revelation 12, verse 1, we saw that at the time of Christ and the apostles, the church was pure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go down to verse 17. What does that say, Jerby? Will you read that for us? And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, 
which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. So we see here that in the end of time, the remnant, what, what does remnant mean? The, the, the last, remainder, the, the, remainder, the very yeah. last bit. Exactly. Right. right. So the, in the, the end of time, the, the, the remainder. The residue. <laughs> the <Yeah>. leftover. It's, <laughs> exactly. it's what's left over. I like right? that. Because exactly. like it's a very little bit. That's I mean, it. out of all these thousands and millions of people on mm -hmm. the world today, it. it's going to be a very small number exactly and mm -hmm. so they they are going to be the remainder of this pure faith mm -hmm. started by jesus and the apostles mm -hmm. now what well it says the dragon that's the devil you can right. read revelation 12 yeah. right? right he's going to be angry with them what two identifying markers are there well it says there in the latter portion of the scripture which keep these individuals this mm -hmm. group of people this remnant they mm -hmm. keep the commandments of god mm -hmm. that's one and have the testimony of mm -hmm. jesus christ mm -hmm. all right so so what does that mean that they keep the commandments of god that means they uphold mm -hmm. the the ten commandments the right ten i commandments. mean some people say well that's that's the old testament but in the new command the, 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 the new testament christ writes the commandments hebrews 10 hebrews 8 in our hearts mm -hmm. so these are individuals who have and uphold the the law of God and live by the principles of that law. Exactly, mm -hmm. because right. if it's in our hearts, that means our mind. That means, means our they're mind. in the we, th we think about them, we live them, we do them. Right now, they have a moral compass. Ex exactly, yeah. that's it. Right, yep. so all ten commandments, and you can find the ten commandments in Exodus chapter twenty, mm -hmm. verses um, just one through verse seventeen. Yeah, all the way through. But one of the commandments, which are which is most controverted, mm -hmm. is the fourth commandment. Yep. Mm -hmm. And what does that say? Remember. Says to remember the Sabbath day and mm. to keep it holy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, but many people say, well, I, I worship on the Sabbath day. Which mm -hmm. day does the Bible say is the Sabbath? In that well, verse. Genesis 2, 2, and 3 says that on the seventh day God ended his work and he rested. Mm -hmm. And there's um, another one in Exodus. Um, yeah, chapter 20, verse 8 through 11. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then there's another another one. But but let's put the day on it, though. It's a okay. seventh <laughs> seven day. Seven day. day. Commonly called yes, Saturday. Yes, exactly. exactly. All right. That's the Sabbath. Exodus and, 20, ooh, verse 8 through whole, 11. That's a whole other study you're in trying and to of preach, itself. <laughs> you're trying to preach right now? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying that we, we could preach and go into it, but it's... We'll it's a lot. It's a lot. Sat Saturday, the <laughs> seventh day of the week. Yes. Right. So they keep all commandments, including the Sabbath. That's right. And the second identifying marker in Revelation 12 or 17. They have the testimony of Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Right. Yeah. If you go to Revelation chapter 19 and mm -hmm. verse 10, it lets us know that the mm -hmm. testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy uh -huh. or the gift of the prophecy. gift of prophecy. So this is a church that keeps all of the commandments, including the fourth. They have also the gift of prophecy, right? Mm -hmm. Now let's go to another identifying markers. Remember those friends. We're almost done here. All right. Uh, Revelation 14 and verse number six. All right. Um, we see here that this church now, they proclaim these messages declared by angels. Angels mm -hmm. are messengers, mm -hmm. right? And in verse number six, it says, and I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell where? On the, on earth. the earth. And w and continue. To every nation, nation and kindred nation. and tongue and people. So that's your third identifying marker. They have a worldwide Ooh. message. message. Mm. Yes. A wow. worldwide message. So wow. it's not just that this is for the, the black people. This is just for the white people. Good this one. is just for the Islam. The this is just for the, mm. the Chinese. This this is just for those. It's for every single worldwide. body. No matter what <laughs> race. Global message. No exactly. matter how you look, mm -hmm. what race. It doesn't matter doesn't who you matter are. It doesn't matter your class. It doesn't matter if you are rich or poor. Mm -hmm. um, in some places of the world, there is slavery. It doesn't matter if you're a slave or not a slave. This it's message for is for you. Mm -hmm. This is the message. And then as you read from verse 6 to verse 12, you have uh, these three angels' messages, mm -hmm. right? And so this church declares these three angels' messages. And wrapped up in there, they have uh, certain doctrines that come yes. out of them, mm -hmm. a, a doctrine of the judgment, mm -hmm. meaning that God right now 
is in heaven, mm -hmm. a sanctuary, right? Mm -hmm. And he is, message, yes. he is judging us to see whether we line up with his standards mm -hmm. or whether we do we not, mm -hmm. right? What other um, doctrines um, does, does this, this, this church have? There's a, well, we, also, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say also the belief that um, about what happens when a person dies. Mm -hmm. There's this belief that a lot of people tend to hold that say that, oh, if this person passes away, they're going straight to heaven or they're going straight to hell. Mm -hmm. But the Bible clearly lines out that when a person passes away, that they remain in the grave, that they're resting mm -hmm. because the Bible compares the um the state death of to death sleep. to sleep and we can find that in the book of psalm so basically we understand that from the bible when someone passes away that they are sleeping they mm -hmm. don't go immediately to heaven or immediately to hell because there's a time for that to be called upon each individual mm -hmm. that's right and as god told adam from dust thou art from to dust thou shalt return, return. exactly mm -hmm. again to confirm right when a person dies they don't go to heaven mm -mm. but they go to sleep their body goes back into the grave and their soul goes to back to God who gave the breath. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right? And of course, you can go through a Bible study with that, but Ooh. another identifying doctrine. We're not yeah. preaching. We're all not. Right? We're right. Not. Just showing these identifying doctrines that this true church mm -hmm. teaches mm -hmm. yes. the biblical truths. Amen. And again, in Revelation 14, you see that um, the third angel's message, well, the second rather, it talks about Babylon has fallen. So they are giving a message telling people to come out of false systems of worship mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. get back to God's true worship. Mm, yeah. And another one important. is that they have a clear understanding of the mark of the beast, yes. mm -hmm. which is connected to worship. Mm -hmm. Many yes. people think, oh, it's just a, a chip. It's, it's a not chip a chip, in the hand. right? Chip a chip in the forehead. No, it's connected to worship. worship. Not a barcode. Which day are you worshiping on according to the Bible? So, I mean, it continues. But God says, other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Mm -hmm. And friends, there's only one church which meets these qualifications, these of course, there are more, mm -hmm. but it is none other than the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Mm -hmm. Th this is a church that keeps the fourth commandment. This yes. is a church you know, that preaches the three angels' messages and all of the other things we spoke about. And so mm -hmm. this is why I have decided personally to be a Seventh-day Adventist. Mm -hmm. I believe it is the truth mm -hmm. according to God and according to the Bible. So true. with that said, I want to ask you two, why are you a Seventh-day Adventist? What drew you to this faith and this message, even this movement. Mm. All right, ladies first. Well, you wanted to preach, so go no, ahead. <laughs> I'm not trying to preach, I promise. <laughs> but honestly, um, growing up, I was a Baptist, and um, we just went to church on Sunday, and I was just, um, just you know, just going to church on Sunday, just like a lot of people do. And um, when it came summertime, I would go with my dad, and then um, my grandma would take me to a Catholic church, so we would go to mass, and then I would see her praying on these relics and praying on these statues and praying the prayer of the saints. And I would do that before I went to bed, praying on Mary. And, mm -hmm. you know, so it's like I've had my fair share of a few different religions, learning the different ways that they worship. And in seeing those things, they were kind of strange for me because I was thinking that it's weird to be praying on a, an object to, mm -hmm. to give me blessings, praying on an object to give me uh -huh. peace as I go to sleep at right. night, you know? So that was kind of strange to me. And um, then fast forward a couple years, God um, led us to the Seventh-day Adventist religion because my mom had a lot of friends that were Seventh-day Adventist. So then we joined the church and um, we learned a few things that were different that set them apart from the world. And one thing that really got me to comprehend, um, well, that really got me into it is because of the study of Jesus's second coming. That was something that I didn't really hear too much about in other churches and um, how prophecy is being fulfilled today. Mm 
So when I learned how to study my Bible, learning and understanding the prophecies, and also hearing about how Jesus is coming soon and seeing that um, when we look at these current events and line it up with mm -hmm. Bible prophecy that Jesus is coming soon and seeing how I had to make sure that my heart was ready mm -hmm. to see Jesus when he came. So that was really something that drew me in, just learning and studying to see how God wants us to be as a people, how much time we have on this earth, and to see that he gives you specific clear signs. And when you see these things happening, mm -hmm. that means I'm very close. So make sure you're ready. And that's something that really touched my heart. So that's why I believe in the religion that I do today. Mm -hmm. in that's, powerful. that's powerful. Amen. That's powerful. And the reason why I ascribe to Seventh-day Adventism, Adventism, you know, I was actually born into this, into this church, into this movement, I like to call it, you know, um, as, I, as I reflect back on my life, uh, you know, I look back on, I was not living up to the truth that I had. And as I'm looking back and reflecting on my life now, I see that I was not living the way that God would have me to live, mm -hmm. right? And instead of walking away from God, which many people do, they have all these questions. Mm. You know, why has God allowed this to happen? Why am I even here? You know what I mean? Instead of doing that, you know, I said, let me try God. Let me continue to try God and test God and see if he really is who yeah. he say he is. Mm. If he is, he will not leave me, you know, questionless with all these questions without answering them. Right. So as I continue to, to pray and to study the word of God, you know, I was led into more truth. You know, I came to this church, um, safe to serve. And from safe to serve, I, it led me to study even deeper into the word of God. When I see... When I look into the Bible, I see the fulfillment of what was, you know, spoken of thousands of years ago occurring right before my eyes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like something's, ha something's happening here, yeah. you know, that is divine. Something is happening here that is out of the ordinary. This, there has to be some truth to this. So let me continue to dig deeper and search more. You know, and as I continue to search and pray, God has continued to enlighten my, my understanding. When I look in the Bible and I see God letting his people know that my people, my peculiar people, uphold the Ten Commandments, mm. even specifically the Fourth Commandment. Mm. Let, it, does this church do that? Mm. Does this church uphold the, the, the Ten Commandments, the yeah. Fourth Commandment? Specific, God says, I rested on the seventh day. I blessed and sanctified it. Mm -hmm. Someone, I need to challenge somebody and say, if you can find a scripture out of this Bible to show me that God sanctified and blessed Sunday, I'll give you a hundred dollars, <laughs> but it's not in there. Mm -mm. It's, it's not in there. The seven day Saturday is in there, mm -hmm. which shows me that, Hey, I must be onto something. Mm -hmm. You know, God must be leading me onto something as someone who might be having the same question. See what the word of God says, right? See what the word of God says. Don't, qu don't question yourself. God has the answers in the word of God. And as I trace down those pillars, the state of the dead, mm -hmm. Where do the dead really go? Mm -hmm. The sanctuary, all of these uh, distinguishing markers that, that, that lead people into truth, it, 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 it convinced me. It convicted my heart that I am in the right place, mm -hmm. right? I am in the right place, and I see God's blessings. I see his leadings. I see his providences. And as, I'm continue to, as I continue to learn and grow from these experiences, mm -hmm. these Ebenezers that I'm learning from, God is conti continuing to enlighten my eyes and show me that, yes, I am on the right track. Mm -hmm. I am on the right path. So that's, the, that's, that's, that's a few of the reasons why I still remain a Seventh-day Adventist. Yeah. Still yeah. remain. 
you know, one of the things that you said um, that we that we've been talking a little bit about was the state of the dead, like what happens to them after they pass away. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, when I studied and understood fully what happens when someone dies, when I lost a loved one, um, specifically my grandma, when I learned that she passed away, of course, you know, immediately you start to cry because, wow, someone's gone from your life. But after, you know, it all settles in, you, you get a sense of peace in your heart because you understand, okay, Lord, now she's not having to struggle going to as many jobs, working for so many people and doing all these things, dealing with all these people, um, you know, oppressing her and frustrating her and having to go through all this pain and heartache. Mm -hmm. She's not mm -hmm. dealing with that anymore. Now she's resting. So that's something that gave me peace. And also when I lost my young cousin, um, he, he drowned. And um, just thinking back on that, I was just like, wow, Lord, okay you know he had a very short life you know and most people would would take that as a as a thing to say well if god was real that wouldn't happen mm -hmm. you know different things happen because um when different things happen in life you see a change take place in the lives of others so you see a change in family dynamics as well and then it, it's just when i started to understand more fully what happens when someone passes away i got peace when my cousin passed away i got peace when my grandma passed away when my uncle passed away mm -hmm. you know just hearing all of these things happening it's just like you 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 get a sense of peace to understand, okay, God, you are God and you will do what you do. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to just let you do what you do. Of course I will grieve, but I know that you have a greater plan and you know why you allowed this to happen. Amen, amen. Yeah. Let, me plug a let me put a plug in there. You know, let someone think that, okay, you know, if I go to a church, automatically by default, I'm going to be saved right, right. in and by that church. That, that's not biblical at all. Not at all. Mm -hmm. We have to rest our faith. We have to rest our moral compass. We have to rest all our belief system. If you're someone that has faith, rest it on the word of God and the word mm -hmm. of God alone. Don't rest it on someone else's faith. Don't mm -hmm. rest it on someone else's opinions. Don't rest it on the church. Right. The church cannot save anyone, mm -hmm. but it's a personal relationship with Christ. And as you continue to search, God will continue to reveal. As the word of God mm -hmm. says in Jeremiah 29, verse 13, one of my favorite scriptures, and you shall seek me, and you shall find me, when and you shall have searched for me with your whole heart. With your whole heart. Mm -hmm. So we have to search God with our whole heart. And he said, you'll find me if you, if you do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a, a beautiful point because, again, we're driving home this point that even within this church, this movement, there are bad apples. Yeah. If, if it was in the days of Christ, it is today. <laughs> so that's important because if you're following man, if you're following a church, you're following a minister, you could be led astray. Yes. And, and, and there are some. You know, but again, God has that remnant, as mm -hmm. it were, within this movement, with the, these beliefs. And what kept me here, you know, in this faith was understanding the sanctuary message. You know, uh, we believe that um, there is a heavenly sanctuary where God is mediating on our behalf, mm -hmm. like a lawyer, you know, mm -hmm. uh, pleading our case so that I can be found righteous in the judgment because, man, I have sinned. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Oof. this understanding of the sanctuary message has really helped me to live here on earth. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because, yes, Christ is coming soon. And many religions, you know, they say that they believe that. But when I understand why Christ has not come as yet, it's because he's waiting for me to get right, to, um, for, to ask for forgiveness of my sins mm -hmm. so that he can blot them out. And then he will come. He's, he's extending the door of probation yeah. so that yes. I can be saved. Mm -hmm. So as I understand, I know how to wait for him. But at the same time, it shows me the work that I have to do. Yeah. I'm like, all right, exactly. Lord, which brings me mm -hmm. into 
a that understanding of the sanctuary message teaches me how to live my life daily Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know living yeah. my life asking god for victory over sin mm-hmm. and that's what you know i have learned as i've been studying my bible that we can get victory over the defects that we suffer absolutely with, bad habits that we have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hereditary or cultivated exactly yeah. you know yeah. we can get victory and mm-hmm. that's why christ came so mm-hmm. um studying the bible you know in this religion in this faith has shown me how to navigate through my difficulties that i face Mm -hmm. daily Mm -hmm. stress um how to you know overcome financial difficulties all of these things like Mm -hmm. the bible is very practical practical godliness Mm -hmm. it's practical it's not just oh go to church abstract abstract just a feeling sing songs then i go through the week and i'm depressed until Mm -hmm. the next time i come to church no it's very practical (laughs) right and this is what has kept me in the faith on top of the fact that all of those questions that i've had as it relates to what happens when people die um, and just about the Bible, S- these seeming inconsistencies that mm-hmm. people like to point out. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Bible is false. The Bible and through studying of the word, God has been able to um, share with me a true understanding. Mm-hmm. Not that I know everything. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Always mm-hmm. learning. Mm-hmm. But I have a better understanding of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's powerful. Yes. It's powerful. And we want to say to you viewers as well um, who are watching this podcast, if you are a Seventh-day Adventist, we want to hear from you what has brought you into this faith you know mm. what is keeping you here please let us know in the comments below and also if you are not a seventh-day adventist and you're still journeying you're on your journey towards christ yes. i would advise you to please pick up your bible compare everything with the word of god mm-hmm. and um you reach know, out to us too. reach out to us yes yes, yes. T- we want to hear send us an email t-i-t-t-w at save to serve ministry.com we'd love to hear from you by God's grace, even answer some of your questions so that you might learn more of God. <laughs> it's about God <laughs> yes. and yes. His truth. Yes. That's what it's about, having yes. that relationship with Him. Mm. So friends, stay tuned on upcoming podcasts. We are going to be diving deeper into some of these subjects and even discussing mm-hmm. other religions and kind of breaking them down again from the Word of God. So stay mm-hmm. tuned. Let us know in the comments below. God bless you. He loves you. He wants to save you. Don't be sidetracked by some bad apples. Until we meet again, God bless and Maranatha.